what follows is part two of the 2020 Reformation VBS held at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Clovis, New Mexico. Emphasis will be on Luther and the Reformation. We're moving to uh, Luther and the Reformation a little bit. Um, what you see on uh, what would be slide seven are some dates there. Now, um, this is just kind of a, a review, a refresher, but uh, Martin Luther was given the name Martin after St. Martin when he was baptized. It was a custom in their day uh, to be given a name when you were baptized, and, and his name was given uh, Martin in celebration of uh, St. Martin of Tours. So he was born on the, in 1483. Um, he was baptized November 11th. He became a priest uh, a number of years later in 1507, uh, celebrating his first Mass and returning to the university to study theology. So there's the, the entire account, of course, you know, that he's, uh, I think he was on his way home, was it, or on his way to school when basically there was a, a huge thunderstorm. And uh, he said, you know, uh, St. Anne, help me, I will become a monk. Um, and a, a big reason for that, of course, is because uh, he was not able to find peace in his conscience. Uh, the Catholic Church was telling him to do all these things and uh, to be this way, and he found himself falling way, way, way short. And he would he would cross his eye, or, yeah, he would cross his eyes, dot his t's. Okay, you know what I mean, right? He would cross his t's, dot his eyes. He would do everything that was required of him, but he still, you know, had this angst within um, that uh, could not be appeased. Even becoming a monk, which at the time, um, you know, a monk was kind of seen as a, as a as a super Christian, you know, kind of thing, a way to get closer to God, and that was a that was a, a common theme. In his day, and I, I think some, somewhat in our day too, to some degree. Um, well, I have to be serving in the church in order to be serving God, you know, kind of thing. Um, and and some people will still can ask their pastors, "Well, will you pray for me because God hears your prayers? Um, God hears your prayers too, uh, only because of Jesus Christ, and only because of Jesus Christ does He hear my prayers or or any other clergy." Um, that has faith in Christ. In 1510, uh, Luther took that uh, that trip to Holy Rome, where he was he was all gone ho about it because in Rome you could you could walk up the steps that Jesus walked and pray the the Lord's prayer and and have so many years off of purgatory for you or for your loved ones. You could see relics and uh, and, and again reduce time in purgatory. And the like, but what he found there was just the opposite. Um, what we were what we were talking about earlier with Josiah, uh, there there may be some parallels too, you know, to what was going on in the Catholic Church of the day. Uh, priests were not uh, they they were celibate, but they weren't celibate. Um, you know, and I, I think such you know a case could be made today um, with reference to that too. When, when you say that priests can't marry, even though it's naturally so to be attractive to uh, those of the opposite sex as God has given us, what is a man to do? If they're forced to vow, even though they have these, um, these passions. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we have what we have today in the, in the Catholic Church. And Luther experienced that in his day too. 
Um, but, uh, but he went to, to Rome and he was very distressed and he was very um, shaken because Rome did not have all the answers. And I, I think even when it, was, when it came time for Mass, for example, I, I think it, you know, in, in what, viewing the relics, he was rushed along as well. So he, he could not take the time that he wanted to to meditate and to ponder. It was more of a, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, kind of like an amusement park in a way. You know, it's all about the money, right? You can't just, uh, you can't just be there. So um, it really turned Luther off. But then a, a little bit later, um, he became Dr. Martin Luther. So he, he went to school, he, he uh, studied the Bible, he studied uh, theology, and then he was asked to begin teaching the Bible. And uh, initially, he was very, uh, very distressed. Well, how, you know, I, I'm looking for answers. I can't teach students how to find the answers if I don't know them. So he began intensely to study uh, the very Word of God. And... Uh, in the 95 Theses, of course, uh, he posted on the, uh, on the castle church door in Latin in 1517 because he was hoping to debate and uh, discuss these issues with the intelligentsia, you know, with the, the faculty members. Um, and that's why he wrote them in Latin, not in German, which was the, the language of the people, right, the vernacular. Um, but shortly thereafter... These, uh, these 95 theses originally uh, given in Latin were translated, and then the people began to read them and uh, began to, uh, to get behind Luther with reference to his statements that he made because he had a lot of questions about the Catholic Church and what the Catholic Church was teaching. And on uh, slide 8, as it were, we, we see a quote from Luther um, you know, about about the papacy and his position his position uh, in the papacy in the in the Catholic Church before God he says in the papacy I feared Christ more than I feared the devil well how can that be Christ was seen uh, in the Catholic Church as as not gracious and kind but as a judge and if you were not good enough you were damned that's what the Catholic Church taught, and the way to become good enough is if you had to do you had to do certain things. Um, so even today, the sacramental system in the Catholic Church is all built around this doing good enough, or being made more sure, or ensuring yourself more and more, which you can never have fully enough of God's favor. But he feared Christ more than the devil. He writes, he continues, I did not think otherwise than that Christ was sitting in heaven as an angry judge, as indeed he is, he is pictured sitting on a rainbow. I could not call upon him, nay, could not even bear to hear his name mentioned. I had to take refuge with our dear lady, creep under her cloak and call upon my apostle, St. Thomas. Um, you might be aware that uh, even in the, in the Catholic Church, it, it still amazes me today, and uh, you know, sometimes I'll listen to um, 97.1, I think it is, here in, uh, in Clovis. I think it's 89, 89.3. It's a, the, um, the Catholic station. Um, and I, I've said this before to, to, uh, to the members here, but, you know, a lot of what they say is good, but a lot of it is not. 
And I, I just get uh, so fed up when I hear them saying, Hail Mary, Mother of God, you know, we ask you to... They still do that, by the way. And they still have indulgences, too, in the Catholic Church. And now we call it the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, that was since uh, Trent, which uh, began meeting in the year of uh, Luther's death, 1546. Okay, so, um, you know, the saints, Mary... Um, and, and, and the others. Um, by the way, Catholics do pray to saints. They do pray to Mary. They don't only pray through Mary. If you're praying through Mary, you know, you would say through Mary, not to Mary. Um, so a big difference there. Um, and then he continues, I, though I will confess, say Mass and satisfy God with my good works. The wretched Pope so completely tore and removed our dear Savior Jesus Christ from our eyes and covered his friendly and lovely color with a hue so abominably black that we feared him more than we feared the wretched devil. And again, this false impression, a text so clear as this one, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, which a child can now understand, was of no help. For the poison of false doctrine penetrates a man through and through. Um, I mean, what do these words really say, except, you know, if you stick, you know, as Luther tried to stick with the Catholic Church in her teaching, he was finding no recourse whatsoever for his guilty conscience. And, and so will be the case if one seeks to save him or herself. Um, you know, we, we, you know, Luther... And, and you'll also hear this, too, in the, in the Catholic Church, that the Catholic Church sees herself as the church, right? Uh, Lutherans, if, if we are even erring brothers, um, are not part of that church, I don't think. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, it, it's, it's amazing to me, even with, ec, quote, ecumenical dialogues with Catholics and with others, um, if we're honest, the Catholic Church does not see... Protestants as Christian, as part of the church. Um, their official teaching, which, which, which creates problems then, because um, it, 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 it's, it's incumbent upon Christians to be upfront and honest about what we believe, too. Um, so, but, but Luther was finding no, uh, no relief whatsoever, and he was, he was doing all the right things. Uh, but it was his, uh, you know, his uh, father confessor Stalpitz, who basically, um, you know, gave him to begin teaching the Bible, and as a result, kind of like Josiah, in a way, you know, he started reading. Luther read the Bible, and he was struck that what the Bible was teaching was far removed from what the Catholic Church was teaching. You know, so um, you know, we'll, we'll hear about that a little bit later, uh, but. But, but even today, I, I think there's similar things going on with reference to terminology that is used. You know, how, is, uh, you know, how are things understood today, hypothetically or, or um, rhetorically? You know, how are things understood today? We're using the same words as other people do, but they're using them entirely different. You know, um, what does it mean to be Christian today? And many will immediately say that to be Christian means to do X, Y, and Z. And even though they say X, Y, and Z, they will exclude faith in Jesus Christ. 
what else is a Christian except one who believes in Jesus Christ for their salvation? Um, and and um, I, I was hoping to show a video clip, but the projector is not working, and the clip actually that I saved is not working either. So that's okay. But um, but actually, you could find this online. I, I think YouTube. If you type Martin Luther, uh, and and um, you, you'll find the uh, you, you you can find the uh, the older version. I think it's is it 53 or 51. It's black and white. I think it might be Technicolor now. Um, but but it it uh, I'll have to just talk talk through the video a little bit. But it's uh, Luther is talking with his uh, confessor. Yeah, and then it has to cool off. So yeah, I, I can't get the video anyway. So I think we're good. Um, but uh, but anyway, Luther is talking. I think it's with Staupitz about uh, about his finding. And you might recall this if you've seen the the, the film when uh, Luther and, and Staupitz are in his in his study, and uh, he's reading um, a man shall be saved by faith alone. He's reading one, Romans one seventeen. So I, I, I would ask that you turn to Romans 1.17, please. Um, at least in the video, they're, they're reading this, and this is uh, uh, at least in the video um, where Luther ends up putting that word alone. By faith alone. So Romans 1.17 Uh, which reads, For in it, that is the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as, is, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith, um, which is from the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. But Luther was reading this, and in his studies, um, you know, the Lord led him to, uh, to the conclusion he revealed to him that the righteousness of God is not the righteousness of God by which he judges you, for your sins, the righteousness of God is um, the righteousness that He um, that He uh, declares upon you through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, so Romans three, for example, comes to mind. Um, you know, the wages of sin is death. That's Romans six, actually. The gift of God is eternal life. Um, a righteousness. There is another righteousness, not through the law, but through Jesus Christ. Um, and, and for him, this was this was a light opening, and what what what, what this uh, video that I wanted to show uh, really demonstrated is um, Stalpitz says, well, okay, because Luther is so excited about this, you know, saying Christ is the only way. Well, what would you do with um, relics? What would you do with the sacramental system as the Catholic Church understood it? What would you do with these, you know, things X, Y, and Z that you have to do? Um, and essentially do away with them because the substance, you know, the, the, the attention should be on Christ and Christ alone. So in other words, um, what, what Luther was finding is that there's no need for the relics. You know, in fact, I think he would actually call, um, at one point he called Christ the relic with a capital R. You know, um, and, you know, it, it's not about the authority in the church or the authority of the church, it's the authority of the word. And that was a big tension too. Um, so even even today, we don't follow the church because it's the church. We follow the church because of the word, right? We're Lutherans not because of Luther, but because of the word, because of Christ, right? Uh, big difference there. Um, but uh, you know, there in man shall live by faith alone. 
And it, it, it's pretty dramatic in the movie. Um, Luther writes alone there. And, uh, you know, some contend that he should not have done that, but there are various other passages in Paul's letters that indicate that if it's, that, you know, we're, we're saved apart from works of the law. Well, what does that mean? If we're saved apart from works of the law, then it's faith alone, right? And then, of course, we know the, the solas of the Reformation, grace alone, faith alone, uh, scripture alone. And then the, the last slide, I think we're running up on time. Um, in, in, uh, on slide 10, you know, this is a, a quote from uh, what Luther says. It used to be in three volumes, now it's in one, uh, by Ewald Plass. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a concordance, in a way, of various Luther quotes. But he writes, if the article of justification is lost, all Christian doctrine is lost at the same time. And all the people in the world who do not hold to this justification are either Jews or Turks or Papists or heretics who seek to uh, earn heaven by what they do rather than uh, receive uh, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. For there is no middle ground between these two righteousnesses. The active on the law, or the active one of the law and the passive one which comes from Christ. Active is you do it yourself. Passive is Christ has done it for you. He is your substitute. Therefore, the man who strays from Christian righteousness must relapse into the active one. That is, since he has lost Christ, he must put his confidence in his own works. And, and really, this is the, the centrality of the Reformation, the, the, the significance of the Reformation, and the significance, by the way, of being Christian. Uh, because we actually believe that we don't save ourselves, but we are saved because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And that changes everything. It changes what we do. It changes why we do it. No longer um, do we do things in order to earn God's favor. We already have God's favor. So when Paul talks about freedom, uh, for example, uh, in Galatians 5 and the like, it, it's a freedom to love God. It's a freedom to serve God. In other words, we love God not because we uh, want to get anything from Him, but as God is loved towards us, St. John writes in his first epistle, because God first loved us, we also love one another. Right? That's, that's what agape love is. It's, it's a love that keeps giving more than the Easter bunny. Or not the Easter bunny, Duracell bunny. Or is it Energizer? I forget. Um, but more than, more than the bunny there, more than the battery, of course, you know, because because of what God has done for us in Christ, we cannot but do likewise. Um, so, with that, let's uh, let's conclude with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for all your kindnesses to us through your Son Jesus Christ. Grant us, like Josiah, and then also Luther and those who have gone before us, your people, to hear your word to be moved by that word, to turn from our sin and to believe our salvation, forgiveness, and peace with you through your Son. In whose name we pray. Amen.